Today's topic is courtesy of my friend Olof, who sent me a PM and asked the following question. I was wondering if you could do an episode on getting into karate slash martial arts at an advanced age like myself. Most of the interviews you do are with people who have been doing karate for a very young age. It would be interesting to know more about how to practice most effectively as a novice at my age. So, let's do that. Kia ora, welcome to the Invisible Sensei podcast. This is a podcast about my experiences as a martial artist, as a student, as a teacher, as someone who from time to time has stubbed their toes on the problems of the world and kind of gone, what am I doing this for? Please take time to check out the link in the description. It will take you to our YouTube channel and also to our profiles on social media, which you're most welcome to check out and contact us on. We also have a wonderful merch shop where you can grab cups and a couple of other things if you're wanting to support the podcast or if you're wanting to support it more directly, we have a link that you can do that also. Either way, enjoy the podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in and keep training, keep smiling, keep enjoying and most importantly, keep developing. I want to start by saying that even though I've been practicing karate and other martial arts for almost my entire life, I thought that the question that Olaf asked about when is a good time to get into martial arts, especially when you're at an advanced stage. And again, advanced stage is a subjective term, so I'll talk about my age range. So I recently turned 50, and I guess for me, I'm thinking, gosh, what I ask, what I expect a 50-year-old to get into Gojuri Karate and, and the karate that I do and Jiu-Jitsu and Kobodon, things of that nature. And gosh, well, I know for me as an instructor, I would welcome anyone at any age into my dojo. That's not a plug. That's just how I feel. And I think that you have to look at the reasons why you want to train at that age. And I, I think this is kind of this weird bias that happens, particularly in the West, where it's that whole thing of old dogs and new tricks and sort of all these ridiculous things about age. And I think that when you're realistic about the reasons that you have for wanting to start training, I mean, maybe it's not about being able to beat up 12 people and have Bruce Lee's sidekick and Chuck Norris spinning breakfast. Maybe it's about that you want to sort of get more in touch with your physicality. Maybe you've always wanted to do martial arts, but you've never had the opportunity, the choice, the means, all the time. And it's interesting, over the last, I guess, gosh, 10, 15 years, I've become more of aware of this issue because I guess I'm facing it myself, even as, um, you know, quote, advanced, unquote, quote, rabbit ears, whatever you do with your fingers, a practitioner, or, or, or seem to be, I often question myself as well. It's not a question of what I start, the question is, why do I continue? And I would encourage anyone to give martial arts a go, uh, irrespective of style or age, but we are speaking, I'm going to talk about people that are 50 plus. I think you have to take your time, look around, and use your critical analysis. Don't be fooled into doing something you don't want to do. Maybe it's a fad. I mean, there's some beautiful martial arts out there that cater to people at all different levels of life. And I'd like to think as an instructor, if I had someone who came in and wanted to train in their 60s or 70s, I'd find a way to accommodate that 
and just find a way that, that works for that particular man or woman and, and whatever physical uh, condition they may or may not be in. It becomes hard when the expectations don't meet the reality. And I note that with a lot of practitioners who have trained for decades, they do tend to dwell on the notion that I can't do what I used to. I can't do what I used to do 20 years ago or 10 years ago and sort of in a weird kind of way living in the past. The cool thing about coming to martial arts quite late is you're bringing a life experience into it. Now, my friend Olof, I know, was a long distance runner, so he's he's pretty lean. So that mentality of being able to do something over and over again in terms of repetition is really, really important. I imagine, and I don't know for a fact myself, that a marathon runner and people who do long distance have to develop a really powerful mindset to continue to just push on even when their body is complaining. When I was younger, I used to do a lot of running and uh, as part of my training. I was never a great runner, but I remember one time I got the runners high and I just was like, it was just the most amazing thing and my body felt really good and I felt like I could run forever. It was just one of those perfect moments. Obviously, it didn't last. <laughs> but I think if you take time to look around, um, if I mean, I just love Kobudo is an, is an excellent example of people, most people who do Kobudo also have a background in Karate and as people get to a certain point physically their practice of Kobudo may kind of, what's, what's the word I'm looking for, lift or become more important to them because it is less stressful, it's a, a completely complex powerful martial art in and of itself and a great workout but it's slightly less jarring on the body than I guess your average karate workout. So that's why you see a lot of Okinawan practitioners and people who do Okinawan styles also have a practice of kubudo, either separate from the dojo but part of what they do or part of their style. So there could be weapons karate built in. Martial arts like Yedo, which I practice, are beautiful examples of finding ways to, I guess, focus the mind and work on calming and mindfulness. It does come down to what is it that you want to achieve? If you want to get a good knockdown drag out kind of workout, then you know there's CrossFit and all that sort of stuff. And I think there are styles that are almost CrossFit in their approach and, and more power to them. You've got Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, Judo, um, all the different Japanese martial arts, Aikido, Aiki Jiu Jitsu, Kendo, uh, kudo, you know, archery, all these sort of things which to, I guess, to an outsider like us, they kind of don't look as physically demanding as, say, the sports that we practice in the West, you know, football, rugby, um, all those, you know, wrestling, boxing, all those sort of things, but they are nonetheless potent martial arts with a great deal to teach a person if they spend time training. To be honest, if I hadn't done martial arts young, I, to be totally honest, I don't know if I'd be looking at it at this stage of my life. I think that I would definitely always want to train, but I guess I would try and find something else. I don't know if I, for myself, if I would choose martial arts as a pastime, to be totally honest to you. Um, but I think if you're keen to do it, get out and have a look. Get past this notion of, oh, I don't want to look silly and I don't want to hold people back and 
you know, get get some, what's the word, capture the vision of yourself doing something that you're not good at. And, and, you know, be open to the notion that you might not like doing it and you may need to keep looking. That's okay. I think that when you meet the right dojo style instructor approach, you'll know it. But look around, do shop around. Because, to be totally honest, when I was younger, my sensei would always say, you know, when we're training and doing stuff with partners, they say, hey, we've all got to go to work tomorrow, so take care of each other. And when you're young, you don't think about those sort of things. You kind of think, oh, kind of trite. But now, as a man in my 50s, I completely understand and get and support what he was talking about. So, Olaf, what's the story with doing martial arts in an advanced stage? I think, why the hell not? Why the hell not? There's something tactile and real and just really wonderful about practicing martial arts. And I think also, too, that when you get to a certain age or a certain level of maturity, let's put it that way, you bring a lot more into the dojo. You bring a life experience and you bring all sorts of, I guess, gems. And that's the thing, is people go into a dojo and probably walk in and see all these young people and certainly compare themselves to young people, I do it, I do it, and kind of get put off by it. But I'm saying, get excited about the journey. Find the style, sensei, instructor, coach, that or sifu that you want to train with and just go for it the hard part about that is getting to this place of not comparing yourself to others and that never goes away when you see um, people who are of the same age or they're younger they're older or whatever this comparison always happens and that's the killer comparison is always the killer it is kind of cliche but you do have to be in love with the journey because the destination especially in martial arts is this thing way off in the distance and to be totally honest I don't think we ever get there I'm I'm not training for a specific place to stop I'm training because I want the journey to continue because it never stops so if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're thinking should I give martial arts a go and what I like to get on down there and don't be frightened to look around. Don't be frightened to see what works. And it's not about combat. It's not all about doing stuff because, you know, you want to be, you know, the, the hell, you know, drop 12 guys. No, it's not about that. What it is, it's about understanding yourself a little bit more and just bloody enjoying it. Because martial arts, my friend, is extremely enjoyable and you have stuff to teach and you have stuff to learn. And I know for me, welcome on my door join your time so get out there get into it and yeah advanced stage i don't know what advanced stage is i just know when you get to a certain age you're advanced in all the right ways <laughs>